Um, my name's uh, Jason Stocks, and um, yeah, it's an absolute privilege to be continuing um, our series on identity. Um, if you've not been with us before, we've been exploring this question, who am I? Who am I in Christ? Um, how God forms our identity, but also the challenges of that in the world that we live in. And um, this evening I want to continue that, and um, I guess the title, if you're going to take notes, is um, How God Forms and Shapes Our Identity. Um, just, to, just to say, um, uh, it was fantastic worship, wasn't it? So awesome to, um, to, to, to gather together. If um, uh, Dave prayed out in, in something called a, a foreign tongue, it's a gift of tongues, and we want to um, express that here, it's, it's biblical, it's in the Bible, and, and if that's new to you, um, just to say it is in the Bible and, and um, uh, it's an expression of what um, Dave um, was praying out, what God was um, speaking to him about. And then we, Philip brought an interpretation of that so that we could understand that um, in the English language. And if that's a bit odd, you're like, what really is that? Does that really happen? Chat to me afterwards and we can go through it. Why don't I pray and we'll make a start. Father God, I thank you that you are here this evening. You are speaking to us. And Lord, we just say afresh now, would you come, Lord, would you come right now? Lord, would you still our hearts? Would you soften our hearts? Lord, would you speak to us this evening? Father, would you help me to to speak clearly and helpful? Amen. Amen. What about you, but um, how awesome is it? When you meet up with a, a mate, you meet up with a friend, and you have a, a fantastic conversation. Isn't it brilliant when, you, when you've had a, a pretty difficult week, and you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on, and you just meet up with a friend who listens to you, who understands what you're saying, even sometimes they've gone through that difficulty, or you're just, it's an opportunity to offload what's been happening that week. Or how about when you go home, um, maybe go home this evening, or when you're a little bit younger, and you've, you've had a, I don't know, you've had a really difficult day, and, and your father's there, and he's just so delighted to see you, um, you just offload to him, and he just listens intently, he totally understands you, you know that he loves you. It's a pretty awesome feeling, isn't it? It's an awesome feeling to be heard, it's an awesome thing to, to be in a, a conversation with someone. It's an awesome thing to know that you're loved by that person. And prayer is exactly that. It's a conversation. It's a conversation with God. You're coming to someone who is absolutely interested in you, who loves you, who cares for you, who's wise, gives good advice. It's a two-way conversation. That is what prayer is. And, and this evening, I want to, I guess, unpack that a bit further. I want to look at four things, really. I want to look at the reason that we pray, the basis of prayer, how are we able to pray, the type of prayer, and that's probably going to get a bit practical for us, and finally, the position of prayer. And my hope is, is that actually, when we finish... When I finish um, talking, I'm going to pray, and then there's going to be an opportunity for us to pray. And for some of you, it might be the first time you've ever prayed. For some of you, it might be the first time that you've ever spoken to God. This is a fantastic evening to do that. 
For some of you, it's just something, you know what, we're working through some deep stuff. Or some of you, I'm, I'm having a great time with God and I just want to thank him. But what we're going to try and do is get really practical and we're going to pair off. And if that's a little bit uncomfortable, like, oh, I'm not going to pair off with that person, then you can pray with me and you think, no, I'm definitely not praying with you. Um, then I'm sure we can find someone to pray with. So, um, if you want to open up, um, if you've got a Bible, um, we are on page 977. Um, we are um, in the book of Ephesians. Um, we're in um, chapter 3, verse 14. Give you a moment to, to get there. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom Every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, that's a pretty good prayer, isn't it? <laughs> that is a pretty awesome prayer. Paul, um, if you're not familiar with the, with the book of Ephesians, Paul is imprisoned. Um, this is some 60, 70 years to when Jesus has been executed. Jesus has gone to the cross. He's risen again. And Paul, always worth mentioning, Paul, some years previously, was savaging and ravaging the church. He wasn't just persecuting the church. This guy, some years previously, was actually going around killing Christians. It's always worth to note that. And here we find Paul in jail. He's probably pretty battered. He's probably thinking, I'm just about to die. And we find this amazing Amazing prayer. And just note uh, this, this prayer about the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, depth of God's love. That, that is one of the awesome things when we pray, when we, when we come into relationship with God, when we're praying to him. One of the amazing things is we get to understand afresh, wow, you absolutely love me. That is one of the amazing things about being a Christian about having a relationship with God, that you get to know how much he loves you. You get to understand some of the depth, the breadth, the height and length that God loves you. But also, when you're in conversation with God, you get to understand a fresh wow, more of who Jesus is. You get to hear from God, one of the things God loves to do. He loves to talk to us. When you're, when you're praying, God loves to talk to you. He's listening to you intently. Just as you meet up with a friend who, who you know is listening to you, God is always listening to you. His ears are ears. I'm a Welshman, so I can't really say that too well. Ears, does that make sense? Ears. He is always listening to you. He's always available. Isn't that amazing? You can call him any time. I don't know about you, some friends, if I ring them up in the middle of the night, like, mate, it's you again. I'm just ringing up for a chat, mate. No, no, no. God is always available. You can, you can talk to him at any time. For me, 
few years ago, when I, when, I, when I became a Christian, one of the awesome things I, I, I learned quite early on was that you get to ask God for things. The Bible says if you ask, you will receive. And I, I hear this quite early on. I thought, ooh, that, sound, that sounds pretty good. And as I discovered that more, the Bible says if your father who is evil knows how to give good gifts, how much more will your father in heaven give you? And for me, early on, I thought, wow, wow, I can come and ask God for things when I formed relationship with him. And it's true. You can ask God for help. You can ask him for, for anything. Anything. Within, I don't know, I, don't, I think if you prayed for a Porsche, I'm not too sure that might be, be answered. But God wants to form relationship. He's interested in a two-way conversation with you. I don't know about you, that, that excites me. And I guess this evening I could probably go on for about, I don't know, a few hours about more of the reasons that I love to pray and what happens in prayer. But prayer is a conversation with God. It's a two-way conversation. He's one that is intimately interested in what you're doing, what's on your heart, what you're thinking. He's always available. And then finally, just that little cheeky snippet, you always get to ask God for things as well. But how, how can we pray? What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the basis of prayer? And if you're a, a Christian here this evening, when you become a Christian, you're ultimately putting your faith in Jesus. You're, you're confessing with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. You're believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that he has died for you, that he has risen. And difficulty as it is, you are turning from your old life and you're saying, I'm going to follow you, Lord. And then you invite the Holy Spirit to come and live inside you. It's so important that we remember this daily or as often as we need to. That's the, the basis of, of forming a relationship with God. When we pray, we form a relationship because what Jesus has done. We can pray to God because of what Jesus has done. It's not a, prayer is not a religious requirement. It, the mantle for prayer, the foundation for prayer, is because of what Jesus has already done. And when you, when you commit, when you became a Christian, you are acknowledging that Jesus is Lord, and that is the basis that you enter into a relationship with him. That gives you access to the Father continually. And we heard earlier, it does not depend on how well you're doing as a Christian. It does not depend what happened this morning. Because if you're anything like me, sometimes when things are going really well, you're like, yeah, yeah, I like to pray. Yeah, things are going all right, actually, so I'll, I'll have a little pray. But there's something odd, isn't it? When we're, when we're under pressure, when things don't go so well, I don't know about you, my, my prayer life declines. It's odd, isn't it? You'd sort of think... When things are going really, really bad, you'd sort of think, actually, in the cold light of day, it's probably more important that I spend more time with God. But it's the, it's the absolute opposite. So it's so important for us to, to understand and remind ourselves that the reason that we can pray in the first place is because of what Jesus has already done. 
And God, being God, has thought about this thoroughly, isn't he? Because what could happen is you become a Christian and you go, well, I'm brilliant, I'm a Christian, yeah, I understand that, but now I'm going to try really hard and pray. I'm going to pray every day. Um, uh, I'm going to pray yeah, in the day. I'm going to pray for weeks on end. And you know, at some point, that falls flat on its face. But when you become a Christian, you invite the Holy Spirit to come and live inside you. And it's absolutely amazing. Because you know why? The Bible says the Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Bible says the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. It also says the Spirit, when we do not know what to pray, the Spirit helps us. It's so awesome to remind ourselves that as a Christian, when you become a believer, the Holy Spirit is living inside you. That is the fuel that fuels your prayer. It's not you striving, oh, I'm a Christian, so I I must do this. Yes, prayer is imperative as a Christian, but it's powered, it's fueled by the Holy Spirit. So we've looked at some of the reasons for prayer. We've looked at the basis for prayer. But let's be honest, I don't know about you, but I go through seasons where I haven't prayed for a while. Prayer can be pretty difficult can be pretty dry and I guess sort of for the next 10 minutes I want to get a bit more practical really I want to look at some practicalities of prayer and my hope and prayer coming into this is that God will impart some of this stuff and that as we go from here this evening maybe for some of you it's going to be the first time you pray maybe for some of you actually tomorrow is going to be a new day and it's going to send you on on a new journey So, I have brought a little prop. Um, This is one of my favourite sandwiches. Um, For those of you um, who know me, um, I really love food. Um, I love eating. I love enjoying it. Some of you sort of say, well, I don't actually. Um, Food is um, just seen as just a thing I've got to do. Um, For me, I really, really enjoy food. And this is my favourite sandwich. This is a a ham and Dijon mustard sandwich. I'm going to have a little nibble because I'm really hungry. Mm. That is so good. Mm. I've bitten a little bit too much. Actually, it's a bit dry. Um, mm. We'll get through this. Mm. I'm going to need water. That's not, not a bright idea, is it? Mm. No, thank you. Mm. How embarrassing. Mm. It's so good. Mm. All of us, whether you love food or whether you don't love food, we all have to eat, don't we? If you don't eat, you're going to get weak. Um, If you don't eat for a week or a couple of weeks, you're going to get sick. And if you don't eat for a few months, then you ain't got much hope, really. And, And for me, when I'm weak, I like to eat. I need, we need food, don't we? We need food each day to give us strength. And prayer is just the same. Praying to God gives us strength. If we don't pray, if we're not in regular communication with God, it might be okay for a few days, it might be okay for a few weeks, but actually what's happening is you're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And our identity, when you become a Christian, you get given a new identity. The Bible says that you are born again, that the old is gone and the new has come, 
And the Bible says you are a new creation. That's done. We believe that. It's a, it's a one-off deal. When you've committed, when you confess with your mouth, when you believe it in your heart, you're turning away from your old life. You're declaring Jesus is Lord. It's a one-off deal. But actually our experience is that we can go through life often not knowing, actually, does God, could, does God love me? Have I heard from God recently? And there might be some of you here this evening who are asking that question. There might be some of you here this evening who haven't prayed for some time. I haven't heard from God. And what's happening? If I don't eat, I'm getting weak. If we don't pray, we get weaker and we get weaker and we get weaker. And, and for me, a few, few years ago, about a year in after being, um, becoming a Christian, I listened to a fantastic sermon by a guy called Matt Chandler. Some of you might be familiar, leads big church, um, we've got one, one not, called Village Church in America. And in one of his sermons, he, he, asked, um, he asked the congregation this question, hands up who has five minutes spare tomorrow? So I'm going to ask you, who has five minutes spare tomorrow? So a show of hands. Brilliant. Brilliant. Every single one of us. Gosh, God, that's good. We'd have serious problems if no one's got five minutes spare. So we've got 23 hours, 55 minutes left to do whatever you want. And basically, what he said was, tomorrow, if you're not in regular communication, if you're not in regular chat with God commit those five minutes to God just commit those five minutes that's all five minutes now I I don't know what happened um, to those people when he asked that question but I'm guessing I'm guessing a lot of those people started the next day I really want to encourage you tomorrow if you're not in daily communication with God I want to encourage you five minutes five minutes for me I remember hearing that and I thought, wow, five minutes. Yeah, I've got five minutes. And do you know what? As you start coming, chatting to God, as you start conversing with him, you start to hear from him. And those five minutes turn into six minutes some days. And then in a few weeks or in a few months, that might be ten minutes. And you can see the pattern. And do you know what? You know what I said earlier about the Holy Spirit living inside of us? What happens if tomorrow you're going to, Lord, I'm going to give you five minutes. The Holy Spirit hears that. When we start praying, those five minutes, he's going to start to do something in us. I really believe that. Because when we pray, you're going, I'm, I'm committing five minutes. The Holy Spirit is, yeah, yeah, he's committing five minutes, Father. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you. And he's going to take you on a journey. And we could be here in a year's time. And you might be praying for 10 or 15 minutes, wherever you are. It's not a, it's not a, um, it is a disciplined thing. We want to be, um, we want to commit to it. But it's five minutes. And I just, I just wonder, just pause for a moment. Wow, Lord, what are you going to, what are you going to say to me in five minutes? I just want to encourage you. Spend five minutes tomorrow. You see, when, when, you read, um, when you read the Gospels of Jesus, Jesus is praying all the time, isn't he? This is Jesus, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who conquered death. He is God in human form. This is Jesus. He prayed. He prayed all the time, didn't he? And I love it. I love, it says in Mark 1, he says, He got up 
very early while it was dark and went to a desolate place to pray. My, uh, my first job, I negotiated a 9.30 start. The reason I negotiated a 9.30 start is because I absolutely hated mornings. The thought of waking up before 9-ish, I worked about 20 minutes away, made me nauseous. <laughs> Genuinely nauseous. I just want to suggest to you, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, there's something about those first few moments of the day. And do you know what? When, when you read the Gospels, Jesus is spending this time early in the morning, the first start of the day. And I just want to encourage, I don't want to push too hard, but I just want to encourage you to spend those first five minutes with God, whether that's in bed or whether that's in your room as you're getting ready for the day. There's just something about it, I think. I've had the absolute privilege of, of praying with others, and I would absolutely endorse that. If, you, if you've got a mate, and you're like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I love, I love that guy, and, and he just prays, he, he knows how to chat to God. I've prioritised meeting up with other guys. I'd encourage that. Um, but primarily we're talking about one-on-one one prayer here, and I'll talk about more of that in a minute. But actually, getting up in the morning and spending those first five minutes, the people that are really walking with Jesus, that they're hearing from God, they're spending regular time with him. And I genuinely haven't met people who are squeezing it in in the evening that are walking and running with Jesus. So I just want to encourage you, Five minutes tomorrow. Just see what happens. Matthew 6 says, When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father in heaven. I think there's really there's something here that we, we need to hear. When we're praying, it's about primarily it's about this one-on-one time. You and God. And, and Jesus says to us here, Go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father in heaven. I just really want to encourage you to, to spend that time with just you in your room. I don't know, for, for me, yeah, it's, it's good to, 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 to pray in the outdoors and find a desolate place. Brilliant. Praying on the train, I'm not so sure. It's quite difficult. I've got some way to sort of pray on the train. Well, that's okay. But I just want to encourage you to, to find that desolate place that one-on-one time, and something, something happens. You, you can hear from God. You've got no other distractions. Okay, so that's, I guess I've called that sort of daily, daily sustenance. We all need food each day to, 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 to live. And as a Christian, we need to be praying each day to, to, to live in this world. And as we pray, God is forming, he's shaping our identity. Does that make sense? And I really want to encourage you, that five minutes, and just see what happens. The next thing I, I want to talk about is bullet prayer, or um, I, I'm, I won't embarrass her, someone said to me, popcorn prayer, once. And, and if you don't like popcorn, I don't like popcorn, I like crisps, you can call it the crisp pair, you can see there's a sort of pattern of food here um, but popcorn prayer is, is, is additional, additional prayer to this daily sustenance this daily foundational prayer and it looks like this, you've, you've spent some time with God you've, you've laid your, your day oh Lord I've got an exam coming up this afternoon just help me with that, I'm really stressed or you've got a meeting at work or you're meeting up with a mate you're bringing these things to, to God daily and then when you're going about your day you're just popping popcorn 
You're just snacking on popcorn or crisps, whatever you want to, whatever you want to, whatever imagery helps you. And you're just, you're just bringing God into focus each day, each afternoon, each later in the morning, each evening. And you're just saying, oh Lord, yeah, I'm going into this exam now. Lord, would you just give me peace? I'm meeting up with this mate. Oh Lord, just give me peace. Help speak to me, Lord. Whatever it is on your heart. And I really want to, it's just, it's, it's sort of the train prayer, it's, it's, it's on the bus, you're walking down the street, it's just snacking. It's just snacking. But it's in addition to this foundational one-on-one time. This is the, this is that, the, this is in addition to the popcorn prayers, in addition to spending this one-on-one, you and God chatting to Him is the core, it's the foundation, it's the daily sustenance. And then as we go about our day, we're popping popcorn. We're praying. Does that make sense? Final, final. I guess a final point really is that, is that position of prayer. I don't know if you notice at the start of verse fourteen. He says, "For for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father." This this is. Uh, an image of submission, this kneeling position, it's a humbling position. And I just believe there's something, there's something in this for us. Paul is in a pretty awful situation. He's thinking he's going to die any moment, he could be executed any moment. He's in jail and he's in a desperate situation. And he's on his knees and he's just crying out to God. He's crying out to God. Oh Lord, oh Lord. He's crying out. Would you know the, the breadth and the length and the height and depth and to know the love of Christ. He's praying for you and me. He's in a desperate situation. He's absolutely desperate for us to know the depth, the breadth, the height and the length of God's love. And do you know what? Sometimes in our life, there is an appropriate time to be on our knees. There's just something in this position. We're just saying, Lord, we're just crying out to God. The weight of what we're facing with, it's just time to get on our knees. Some of you are praying in to all sorts of stuff. I just want to encourage you to keep on pressing into God. And maybe sometimes it's, it's time to be on your knees to cry out to him. You might be praying for, a, for someone to be saved. You might be praying for a, a situation that you've just been going through for years. You might be praying for a relationship you want to be in. It might be just the, the time to, to be on our knees. There's just something, there's something in this position. And for those of you who are familiar, you've seen this before, haven't you? In the Garden of Gethsemane, where, where Jesus is just about to, to face the cross... And he's in the garden and he's experiencing the sheer weight of, a, of what's about to happen. He knows of the horrific torture that he's going to go through. And he's praying, he's on his knees, he's in a desperate situation. And it's ultimately that prayer, that moment, that bolsters him to go to the cross. There's something happens in that moment between his father, Jesus and his father, He's on his knees in desperation. For some of you, that might that may be later this evening, might be tomorrow. For some of you, it might be in a few years 
I just want to just suggest there's something in this position for us. So we've looked at some of the reasons for prayer, that it's a, a two-way conversation. We're coming into relationship with our Father who wants to hear from us, wants to speak to us. He wants to shower us with his love. We've looked at the, the basis of prayer, the foundation of prayer is because of what Jesus has done, what he has accomplished on the cross. That is always the basis. That's the reason that we can come and have access to the Father, because what Jesus has done. We've heard about the Holy Spirit now living inside of us, that fuels us, that, that helps us in our weakness. And then we've looked at different types of prayer, this, this daily prayer, this spending this five minutes over these next few weeks and seeing what God's going to do with those times. Spending time one-on-one with him. And then this popcorn prayer, this daily additional prayer. And then finally we've looked at this, this kneeling position. I'm going um, to stop there. Um, I'm going to pray for us in, in, in just a second. But just as I, start, um, as I said at the start, for, for some of you, it might be the, the first time that you've ever prayed. And as I'm praying, I'm just going to say, Lord, just speak to me. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't too dissimilar. I remember speaking to God for the first time. I just said, Lord, if you're really there, speak to me. I'm going to pray that. And if that's for you, I want to encourage you to do that. And then we get, after I finish praying, we're going to break into groups. Ideally, pair up, but if that, if that does, feels a bit odd, maybe, maybe just pair up with, it, with, it, um, with a, a couple of other groups. And if that's a bit odd, then, then grab, grab someone else. I really want to finish by praying this evening and, and asking God to, to speak to you, asking God to, to plant something in you so that tomorrow you're going to go on this new journey of prayer Father God, I want to I thank you, Lord, that you have, have given us this tool, this weapon of prayer. And Lord, I, I want to pray right now, Lord, that I want to pray, Lord, for someone who has never, ever spoken to God before. I want to say, Lord... Would you, would you reveal yourself to me? If you want to say those words, would you reveal yourself to me? And Lord, I want to, I want to pray for, for those here this evening who, who already know you. Lord, I want to, I want to pray, Lord, that, that we would be refreshed of what you have done for us, Lord, that the basis of our prayer life is what you've already done. Lord, I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would infuse and ignite something this evening in people's hearts. Lord, I want to pray that when we get up tomorrow, yeah, we're going we're gonna to spend these five minutes, we're going to start a journey, we're going to continue a journey. Lord, I want to pray that you would teach us more and more how to pray. Lord, we ask for that in your mighty name. Amen.